Welcome to the Run for PRs podcast. This is your host, Victoria Phillippe. The Run for PRs podcast was created to give away the secrets to transform your training to reach your goals. We ask all the expert run coaches and athletes the questions that you've been dying to know the answers to. We will get the inside scoop on what really makes you the best athlete that you can be. Have you ever seen a fast runner and wonder, wow, how did they get so fast? Well, then this podcast is for you. We are going to do a deep dive to reveal the secrets to reaching your potential as a runner. Runner's etiquette. Have you ever been running along on an easy run on an isolated trail and then all of a sudden you see another runner or perhaps a walker up ahead and then you start to wonder, what should I do? What is the proper etiquette in this situation? I have noticed over the years that most runners are really great about waving, smiling, and acknowledging other runners on the trail. But sometimes I get a mean mug as they run by, even if I go to wave. So today we wanted to chat a little bit about runner's etiquette and the things that you should or should not do on a run. Um, We wanted to talk a little bit about what runner's code is and how you can kind of spread this message and help to build the community and the etiquette and continue on with the waving of runners on the trail because no one likes it when they just get like a mean mug stare down on a running trail, right? Um, So I guess I have with me today Jason Phillippe who's been running for 20 years. So, you know, the coaches that trained him probably were running in the 70s, 80s, right? And so it just goes back on in generations. And now we're all the way to 2020 and, um, you know, things change over the years, but some things like never change, right? So some things like etiquette and just waving at other runners, those things kind of remain the same, right? So Jason, let's kick things off with talking about um, runner's etiquette. How did you learn it? And what are some of like the basics that you learned like through high school, middle school and college cross country? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I definitely don't recall what it was like to really run by people in high school. But once I got to college, I started noticing more, you know, around the, the college town, just going out for runs. And you'd typically be with your teammates. And if you saw another runner, it was just kind of cool to see because, you, you know, you feel like you're the only people that run in the town um, sometimes. So um, it was always nice and you always made sure you waved. And, and a lot of times you were taking up most of the sidewalks. So you had to make room and um, you might have to yell back to to your pack to let them know, like, move over or whatever. So anytime there's a runner, cyclist, or pedestrian, that's kind of what we what we would do. But we're always trying to be polite because we want, you know, at that point we wanted people to look at us like we're respectful and not like that we're just some elitists out here who own the path. So that's kind of the mentality I had. Um, if I was ever alone, I just felt like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm bored. I want to I wanna just connect with somebody even if it's – a one second hello when I run by. So I kind of always would start making eye contact with them as I'm probably getting about about 20 yards away. And then I can kind of gauge it from there and like see if, you know, if if a person's totally in the zone with their music and they're not giving me any eye contact at all, I might might not say anything. But for the most time, I'm going to at least offer a wave as they run by in those situations. Yeah, I think that's really funny how you were saying like, 
it, it all stemmed back to in college, like you'd be running in a pack and you, you didn't want people to think you were like an elitist. And that's, that's so funny because I didn't really run in high school or college. And so when I would see like groups of runners, like that would almost be like my initial thought is like, oh, you know, runners, like, I don't know. You just think like they, that's what they're thinking is that they, they own the street or whatever, especially when you're running in like a pack or a group. Um, it can be like really intimidating to see people like flying at you on the sidewalk. Um, like, whoa, are they going to move for me? Like, oh my God, are they, they mad? Like I'm in the sidewalk, all those sort of those things start flashing in your head and you guys like come up so fast. And so it's nice when they like wave or they're like friendly because it doesn't seem as like scary. Right. It would be like the same as like some dogs like running up on you like, oh, like it's good dog. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's nice to wave, especially when you're in a group because it does to a pedestrian who is walking or standing. It looks like you guys are coming at a really aggressive pace. So yeah. I always thought it was really cool um, when, you know, you'd see the groups and they, they wave and you're like, oh, and it, it almost changed my mindset on runners because I used to think that they were like elitist, right? Like, why wouldn't you think that? <laughs> you know, you're out there running because um, I wasn't able to run. I, I wasn't, I didn't know how. And so I just thought, well, it's just something for those elite few. Um, but then when they're like nice and friendly, it just kind of changes the deme- demeanor. And so I'm like, wow, like, Maybe they're just regular people. Like maybe the regular people are just like me and maybe I could do this. And so I think when you spread that sort of like positivity, even to people who are just like out there walking, standing, whatever, um, you kind of change the imagery of like, what is a runner um, in the minds of people? And you're making like an impact on each and every one of those individuals. Cause maybe I only passed in my whole life, like three runners, but if all of them were like friendly and waving, that would be like my perception of runners. I would think, wow, they're friendly and they wave. Um, whereas if I had only ever seen three runners in my life and every time they ran by me, they didn't acknowledge me. They kind of like cut me off or whatever. Um, that would be my impression is how you are acting on public. And so we're all runners, right? We're all in this together. So I think it's just really important to uphold to, you know, a certain standard and to have like good etiquette when you're in public so that people kind of think um, highly of the sport in general and just of runners in general because we all want people to you know not think we're a bunch of meanies because they think a lot of us are just super nice and usually high on endorphins so (laughs) I think it's good to um to show that that friendliness and positivity so in terms of like waving smiling saying hi those sort of things um that can get to be a lot like if you're running in a highly populated area so run it down for me. Like if you're at a really busy park, like the lakes or like if you were in Central Park, New York or whatever, uh, versus like your neighborhood, how do you know who to say hi to, when to say hi? Cause it could be like super overwhelming. Um, in some situations you were trying to say hi to like everyone or smile at everyone, right? Like you can't do that in some areas. Like what's the rule? Yeah, that's a really good point. I think it would be annoying if you're out for your morning walk in Central Park and Every runner that runs by you is saying hi, and you can't even have a conversation with the person you're walking with because you keep getting interrupted, right? So I think there's obviously, you have to gauge it based on like how many people are around and how many people are doing the same activity as you. Um, You know, even in Minneapolis, like running around the lakes on a busy Saturday, I feel like you probably wouldn't really acknowledge people if there's quite a few people out there. Um, You might only acknowledge people that um, make eye contact with you for like, I don't know, more than a few seconds, or if you know them or an acquaintance. But, um, I think it is definitely different when you're in an area that's not very popular or you haven't really seen other people, you know, in some time. I think that that's totally 
um, you know, more appropriate to at least say good morning or say hi or, or to um, offer a wave. Now, um, you know, if you're ever unsure, I just kind of like to just put the hand up a little bit. So it kind of looks like you're acknowledging them like a, hey, but you don't really have to like say a whole lot. So that's kind of like what I would do. And sometimes it is awkward if you're the runner and you're running by people who are having a conversation and like you notice that one of them is kind of noticing you, but the other one's not. So it's kind of weird to interrupt and be like, good morning. But I've, I mean, I've done that before. It just kind of depends. I've also just offered the waiver, said hi to the one person who looks at me. So it's kind of just a, and the other funny thing is you only have a split second to make up your mind and make your decision, right? Because you're going to be past them. So you can't dwell on it. Yeah, this gets like super awkward for me because when you're in those situations where you're passing like a group of people or one person like every minute, it's like, okay, I, I don't I don't know, like that's too many people. It's like, it's almost like you just, you either are doing it or you're not. Like, and so on those Saturday mornings or on the lakes, I think that, like you said, I, I just don't even bother because it's like, there's too many people. I can't possibly say hi to everyone, right? So, you know, maybe just smile, wave, whatever, if... um if you know you're making eye contact but I think in other situations where you're like running near your neighborhood maybe like near where we live you're probably only gonna pass like a person even on like a busy day every half mile um and so that's where it just becomes like okay well there's no one else around like I'm not gonna like not acknowledge you um and so I think it's just it's important to like acknowledge a person kind of give a little wave whatever it may be but like you were saying yeah you don't need to like interrupt people's conversations or like go you know way out of your way I think there's I think there's nothing wrong with that but I I yeah I I'm more of like I'm shyer when it comes to stuff like that I definitely um, err on more of like the side of caution when it comes to the hellos or whatever. And I know sometimes we've been running together where you like say like, Hey to someone. And I'm like, did you know them? <laughs> like, I seriously think you know the person because he, the way you say it and like how excited you are. Um, and you're like, no, <laughs> he's just saying hi. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> well, you could have fooled me. So I think everyone's a little bit different. I think the more friendly you are, like, the better, right? Um, but, I, yeah, I do think it's really awkward um, when it, you get to, like, if you're passing someone, it's, like, 5 a.m. and there's no one else out there. Like, these situations where it's, like, super dark or, like, super cold. It's the middle of winter. It's zero degrees out. Like, those situations where it's, like, you and, like, that other person who's also crazy like you I think they're you absolutely like have to acknowledge that they're there like I mean come on it would be so weird to not and I think we've been in situations before where um we were like completely ignored on a run and we were like waving at this other runner um and we actually passed the person like three times on the same run because we were like both doing out and backs and each time like we just waved harder and like said hi louder. Um, <laughs> it was like zero degrees outside. And he, the guy just like totally ignored us. And I just thought, wow, that's, that's a little weird. Like, I don't know. Maybe people don't know they're not supposed to, or they're supposed to wave. And I get it. Like if you're doing a workout, but I don't know. It just didn't seem like he was, he was doing a workout. So what do you, what do you think about people who like completely ignore you? Like, does it make you feel bad? Or like, what, what do you think about that? Um, only for like a second, I'm just like, well, I wonder what, wonder what they're thinking. Um, or, you know, it's usually pretty easy to tell if they have earbuds in, I won't worry at all if they're listening to music because then they maybe just didn't hear you. But 
Yeah, I know there's been one or two times where, you know, it's clear that they probably heard you and they just chose not to respond. Uh, I mean, that's, you know, that's fine. That's, it's interesting. I don't know how often they, they do that, but, um, yeah, typically, um, I'm going to at least acknowledge people with a wave, you know, the second time, if I see them like twice or something like that, because that, that does happen where you see someone first time and then a second time. So, um, you don't always have to say hi both times, but definitely just kind of acknowledging or waving the second time when you run by. Yeah. That's another thing. If I run by someone more than once and I've already waved at them and like I'm coming up on them again or something like we just happen to be, I don't wave a second time. I'll ignore them. I don't know if that's like proper or not, but I just, it's so, it's, it's weird. Um, and I feel like they ignore me too. Like it's maybe that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> if you say hi once, you don't need to do it again. But anyways, um, enough of the waving. I think, you know, pretty much the gist of it is, especially if there's not a lot of people out, um, it's, it's really important to acknowledge the other person out there. I think it's just like proper, you know, runner's etiquette. Um, if there's a ton of people out, it becomes maybe a little bit less important, but I think it's just more one of those ways that you can like connect with, you know, someone and make them feel, make them feel good on the run, just kind of acknowledging that they're there. Right. Um, but then when it comes to like other things, like what side of the road should you run on? Should you run on a sidewalk? Blah, blah, blah. All of these topics, super important. So today, for example, we (laughs) were leaving our house, um, to drop our kid off at school and there was a runner in the middle of the road, just running in the road, just in the middle of the road. (laughs) And so there's sidewalks on each side of the road. And for whatever reason, they just were not using the sidewalks. So I guess we want to talk a little bit about, you know, running on the road versus sidewalks. Um, what is proper etiquette for a runner to be doing? Um, yeah, I mean, you want to obviously be on the sidewalk as much as possible. I think this woman was, uh, gra- she was just being very gradual with cutting across <laughs> the street and it took way longer than it should have. Um, you know, she wait, she went around a car and then waited to get to the sidewalk for a while. But, um, I, you know, and I, I understand neighborhoods are different. Like there's different stretches where like, you'd have to go across the street to get on the sidewalk. Then you'd have to like cross it again to make like the right hand turn in like point one. So it might just be easier to like stay in the street and stay off to the side shoulder. And so like that is probably fine. Um, but for the most part, yeah, you know, if you're in an area where they're, it's fairly busy or there's cars regularly coming, you definitely want to try to get as far away over as possible or use the sidewalk. Um, yeah, I guess for running, I always, I pretty much always try to get on the sidewalk. Like even thinking back to like the college town, I know there'd be a lot of you, right? So then you want to, sometimes there'd be like a group that would go out to the street and others would be on the sidewalk. And, um, you know, you just kind of worry, like even with large groups, like somebody can, you know, it seems like every year you hear about somebody like getting hit from a cross country team somewhere across the nation, whether it's a high school or college. So um, just kind of learn to, kind of abide by the same, you know, traffic laws. Um, don't just like dart out in front of cars at an intersection unless like, you know, there's a crosswalk there and you, like they definitely see you coming or you see that they're slowing way down um, or there's like a, a flashing yellow sign or something like that. Yeah, I think that's a really important piece of advice there with like the crossing of intersections and crossways, all that stuff. 
Obviously, if you're a vehicle driver, uh, you should always be looking out for pedestrians. Duh, like they always have the right of way. Um, but unfortunately, as a runner, I think you need to be aware of your surroundings and just always assume that no one sees you, right? So be responsible for your life and where you are on the road. Um, that's just my motto. Like just because there's a crosswalk there does not mean that every car sees you and like you're safe. Um, I always am like, okay, I'm going to cross the street and I make sure like, I mean, you come to a complete stop to make sure you're not going to get hit. Um, and I think that's just part of runner's etiquette. Like it's not darting out in the street. It's not assuming that everyone sees you all the time. I think part of your role as a runner being out there on this road is to ensure like your own safety right and to make sure you're you're not um you know doing things like darting out in front of cars jaywalking um those sort of things so always looking for cars taking extra time at you know crossways all of those things to ensure your own safety is huge Um, and so, yeah, with the sidewalk thing, I think, you know, looking both ways before you're going to, you know, anytime there's a crossway, just being aware of the traffic around you. And so maybe not jamming out to music, um, not, you know, twiddling on your phone as you step out onto the street. Um, cause I've definitely seen people do a variety of different things. Um, like the woman in our neighborhood this morning, it's like, I don't think she was aware that yeah. there were car, there was cars coming in like every direction. Um, and obviously we were aware of her and we were going, you know, to watch out for her. But I don't know what the other cars were thinking. You know what I mean? Like, you, you got to be safe out there. Um, so I think taking the music out, if you are going to be crossing a busy um, intersection, just really being aware of what is going on. Where are the vehicles um, at all times? And I know that's kind of like scary to think about, but it's the reality of the situation. Like, you don't know when someone's going to be like literally driving through a red light or whatever. So anytime I would ever cross any sort of street, um, I am like pretty much coming to a complete stop looking everywhere, making sure like there is no one coming in any direction because things can happen in a split second. So it's really important to be aware. And so one thing that I do as a runner, just because all of those street things do kind of stress me out, I will run either in areas where it's like, uh, like a trail for like bikers and runners um or there's just not a lot of um traffic intersections to have to go through um just because it is more stressful to run around vehicles um and so one of the routes that we run around our house is definitely um hillier but i think the reason that we like to run it so much is because it's more secluded there's not a lot of cars and so you don't have to have you know all your senses on all the time. Like there's not a lot of streets you have to cross. Um, when I think you have routes that have more streets to cross, you really have to be more aware and paying a lot more attention and you can't really like zone out as easily. And so if you're just needing a run where you need to zone out and you don't want to be thinking about traffic, um, I would pick a route where you can zone out. Uh, just being, being aware of that in and of itself, I think is really important. Um, and then just being aware of safety things for sure. So keeping those things um, in the forefront of your mind. And so another thing to think about, so we live in the city right now, but we have lived in more rural areas, such as where we used to live in River Falls, Wisconsin, very much like 
no sidewalks. I mean, there were some sidewalks in town, all of those sort of things, but you know, out on country roads is where we were doing a lot of our runs. Um, and rarely would you see a car or maybe once in every mile, um, you'd see a car. So in, in that case, we were running on um, the side of a highway or a road, right? Um, or is that, yeah, it would be a highway, a country road, right? Um, and so that has definitely different um, rules. So there were no sidewalks. And so the only place you could really could run in um, some of these more rural areas is the side of the road. And this is where it's really important to, to continue to talk about safety and what side of the road that you should be running on. Um, so Jason, can you talk a little bit about um when it's safe to run on the side of the road, when should you avoid it? Um, and just kind of rules for what side of the road you should be running on and all those good things. Yeah, if you're going to be running out in an area like that, obviously you want to follow the running, you know, run against traffic. So you want to be on the, um, you know, the left left side of the road if you're basically, yeah, it's always the left side, right? Pretty much. Yep. So, um depending on which way you're going. And then obviously the cars are kind of coming the opposite direction, you know, as what you're running. So you're basically, um, you know, I would like to think there's a shoulder on most of those roads. And then typically as a car is coming, you want to just get even closer to the inside, um, maybe even run on like the grass if there's a grassy area, just to make sure that they're aware. And, um, you know, I'd also recommend just wearing like something that stands out, like bright colors, um, a hat, stuff like that. And then... Um, yeah, if you're running with people, that's definitely where, you know, as you see a car coming, that's the other benefit too, is you're going to see the car coming um, that's going to be coming closest to you. So you can, if you're running too wide, this is an opportunity to tuck in to make sure that the car doesn't have to, you know, move over into the opposite opposite lane. Um, and these are like two lane highways, I guess, one lane for each direction. Um, so yeah, we, we had a lot of those opportunities, especially with, with a college team, you know, we'd be college town, we'd, we'd have runs like that where we bring a whole group out there. And so it's really important that you tuck in when you see a car coming and that you yell back to make sure that runners know that they need to, uh, you know, follow single file just to make sure that, um, they're, you know, everyone stays safe. Yeah, definitely. I don't really like that type of running. It's probably like my least favorite uh, just because you're running and when the car comes, like they're literally coming exactly at you when you're running. Um, obviously, I know it's safer to do it that way. Cars usually get out of your way, but at the same time, it's like there's no sidewalk, like the shoulder of the road is very small. So I think that in and of itself is just like tough mentally. Um, so you know, run them sparingly. Uh, the route that I used to pick was like, uh, I'd spend maybe like two miles of a six mile run on a road like that. Um, and then just kind of dictating like the traffic on that road, right? So maybe on a less trafficked road would be better than, you know, one that's super highly populated, but always making sure you're running on the correct side of the road. Um, I know it can be a little scary running in the, the lane that, you know, traffic's coming right at you at but they usually do get out of the way. Like they will leave you a little room and usually there's a little bit of extra room on the side of the road. So you can always kind of like <coughs> move out of the way for a second if you need to. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's, it's just going to depend on where you live. Um, obviously, if you've never seen someone, you know, out running on the stretch of road that you're running on, I think maybe like asking yourself, like, is this a safe place to run? Right. So you want to make sure you're being safe. Um, all those good things, um, and picking routes that make you feel safe and that, that are safe for you. 
So another thing that comes up um, when you are a runner is, you know, if you're in more of like highly trafficked area, such as, you know, an inner city like Central Park or uh, the lakes at Minneapolis, or it's just a busy Sunday and you're out on your run and there's a lot of people um, walking, running, whatever. Um, how do you deal with like passing people, um, weaving in and out of people? What is uh, like the proper etiquette there? Yeah, this is a good one, especially in an area that's, you know, a fairly narrow sidewalk. Let's say it's, um, let's say it's about eight feet wide or six feet wide, something like that. You know, you're supposed to stay to the right. Um, and it's going to happen so frequently if you're in a busy area or a busy time in the morning, especially if people are out walking, um, and they're with, with each other. Cause a lot of times walkers like to walk side by side and, if they have a stroller or a pet with them, they're taking up even more of the sidewalk. It could be that they're taking up like 80% of the sidewalk. So that leaves you a little bit of room to go around. Well, what happens if um, somebody's coming from the opposite direction? It's like you have a make a split second decision. Like, do you have enough time to kind of get around the walkers and then get back to the right side? Or are you going to have to kind of run off onto the shoulder or the grass or the dirt, whatever um, is to the side? So those, you know, those uh, examples, I guess, come with, with experience. Um, there's been so many times, especially if you're running with someone too, then you both, you both have to figure it out. Right. Um, I've done runs where with friends where we have to like split people where we kind of go around them and that works out well. Um, I've done a lot of runs where I'm coming up on somebody and I'm going to pass them, but then there's also people coming from the opposite direction. So that's where, um, you know, you, you got to decide like, do I have time to pass this runner and then tuck in back to the right side? Um, or should I just wait, kind of slow down for a sec? Or do I pass them maybe on the right side? Um, if there's any room there, you might have to go off onto the grass. Um, so I think that there are, you know, a few different ways to handle that and still show like etiquette. Um, as long as you aren't acting like entitled when you run by or make some sort of expression or remark. Um, obviously, there's those times where I think people are totally clueless about what's going on. Like we've all been there, right? Where they're taking up like the entire sidewalk with, with their stroll or with their dog rather, <laughs> usually the dog leash. Um, and typically, you know, they're going to get the reminder just by having seen you run by them. So you probably don't really need to say much. Um, they'll, they'll tell if you kind of have to go up onto the sidewalk or onto the grass and, and to go around them, or if you have to come to a complete stop or whatever. So um, nobody likes to stop more um, less than me. I hate it. So I just, I would do whatever I can to kind of go around. If I have to go way down onto the street, I would do that. Um, but always thinking ahead, looking ahead at what's going on, especially if you're in a busy area. Yeah, I think that's important. Um, you know, runners, you're, you're probably going a lot faster than most of the people on the sidewalk. And so it's almost like you have to have the same etiquette as someone who is biking, right? Like you have to be um, looking out for them. So if that means getting off the sidewalk, going around them, <coughs> but doing so safely, um, it's super important. So again, just being mindful of the people around you. You don't own the sidewalk. Um and being nice, like, when you when you do pass them, it's not, like, an angry pass. Like, don't mean mug. Just wave. Go around on the sidewalk. Um, or sometimes you have to go on the grass. Whatever works. But just know it's easier for you to get out of the way, usually, than it is for a walker to get out of your way. Because they don't really know, like, what you're planning on doing. And you're moving so much faster than them. <clears throat> so it's important, too, to just kind of take the the lead and responsibility there. Um, so then it comes to like biking and running. Um, so what does a biker and runner relationship look like and how do you, uh, share the road? 
Yeah, that can be tough, especially if there's not like a that specified bike lane or bike path. But um, if you're on, if you're both on the road, obviously, I think the runner is obviously always going to be uh, the one closest to the shoulder. Or on the road, it's not going to be as an issue. It shouldn't be at least um, coming from the same direction because bikers are going the opposite direction. They're going the same as cars are, right? So they're going to be coming at you just like a car would. So they're going to go around you um, as as if they're a, a vehicle or a car. So they're going to need to check their you know, they're going to need to look back left to make sure that there's some room there for them to kind of pull out into the road um, so that they can get around you safely. Um, so I think that's kind of on them. If you can step to the side, I think that that shows, like if there's room for you to do that, I think that shows the biker respect. So I would definitely do that. But yeah, you should, it should be rare that, um, you know, both you and the bike are going the same direction. If, if that's the case, um, you know, one of you is probably going the wrong way. It's pro- if you're both on the right, um, <coughs> you know, you want to definitely get to the left side of the road. Yeah, I think, like, if you're on a road, that's the case. But definitely when you're on a trail that's um, a shared bike and run path, kind of like loose line or uh, parts of, like, the lakes or the greenway, um, those are things you have to, like, share with bicyclists. So a lot of times uh, bicyclists will come up and be, like, on your left or whatever. They pass you on your left. Uh, That's proper etiquette for them. They should, you know, kind of shout out, tell you, let you know. Um, but the same should be true for, you know, runners. I mean, you should really, <clears throat> you shouldn't be keeping up the whole um, path. You should really be sticking to the uh, the far right side. Um, it's it's almost like dangerous to be like weaving, you know, mm-hmm. back and forth, in and out. Because um, bikers are coming up, they're coming up fast. So just being aware that at any given time, a biker could be coming up on your left. So you, you want to be hugging um, the right side of a uh, trail like that in those situations and same with if you're coming up on a walker and you're passing them um it would be appropriate to maybe stay on your left like if they if they don't see you um I know I've started startled a couple of people by passing them without saying anything um they didn't know I was coming up on them so I don't know sometimes I wonder like if you should say anything or just not say anything at all but it is startling, I think, for people when you're you fly by them, um, just running, and they they didn't see you coming. So, do you ever say anything to people? Um, yeah, I typically do. Like, I mean, but it's more just going to be like hi, or um, you know, I'm I'm a cyclist too at times, so I I kind of understand their perspective. And then same with the with the running perspective, you just have to you know show them that you feel like you don't own own the road i guess and um in those situations where it is a trail like that, yeah, I would always stay as far right as possible and um let the let the bikers go around you and let them decide like if they need to slow down away because there's a big cluster up ahead or something um and there's been times too where me as a runner i'm you know for whatever reason I'm doing a workout that day or whatever I'm running pretty fast and I'm coming up quickly on somebody and I feel like it's somewhat rude to just like blow by them going so fast. Like if I'm going, you know, 530 pace and they're going 1030, 11, that can feel like super fast getting blown by. So um, I'll try to really like give them extra space and I'll, I'll try to go, you know, I'll leave like four to six feet at least between us if I can. Um, or I'll say the same thing. I'll say that on your left, just like a cyclist would. Um, but yeah, so those are some things that just come to mind. 
Yeah, I think that's really good advice. Um, you know, sometimes you start with people you don't try to, but it just it just happens. Um, another situation that you might be in is, you know, going to the track. So let's say you're going to the, the track to get in a workout or whatever, um, or an indoor track or wherever it may be. Um, how do you know uh, the right lane to run in? And what is the rule kind of like on a track? How do you know what direction to go? All of those things. Uh, for outdoor track, it's going to be the left lane, um, or I'm sorry, um, you're going to be running counterclockwise, so to the left, I guess. Um, some indoor tracks, you know, they change your rotation every day or whatnot. But um, so typically, you're running counterclockwise, and you um, you're going to reserve the inner lanes for people that are going faster. Now, if you're if you you and someone are both doing a workout, right, and the 400 meter track's fairly large, so it's possible you both can use lane one to do your workout. And then the faster person is just going to kind of, um, pass them on the right as they come around. Um, unless that person in the front is, you know, not too worried about their pace. Sometimes they'll move out to lane two or lane three if they know someone's coming. But for the most part, you know, you even look at competitions, you're passing people out in lane two or lane three. Um, and then you're getting back into lane one. Um, so it's, it's smart to kind of wait to pass people on the straightaways. If you're there just doing like walks and stuff, you should be in the outer lane. I think the people that are in the outer lanes are typically going slower or they're not worried about like trying to hit a certain pace. Yeah, that's good advice. So if you're running, doing a workout, you can stay in that first lane. Um, if you're doing a workout and someone else is also doing a workout, you might just have to go ahead and pass them moving into lane two for a quick second and then pop them back into lane one. Um, but also important to remember to go the correct direction on the track. Uh, if you're there alone, you might be able to like switch up directions. Cause I know some people like to go in the opposite direction just so that like they're not, um, putting so much strain on like the left hand side of their, their body. Um, is it okay to go in a different direction? If so, when? Um, yeah, I think. I think it's all about like communication and who else is out there. Um, let's say you want to go opposite direction on a track or something, that'd be fine. You could also just do your whole workout in a certain lane and just plan ahead with the staggered starts if you want to be in like lane three or lane four. Um, you know, and there are some benefits of doing that too because then your turns aren't as sharp. Um, but yeah, track workouts, it's really just about um, making sure people are people that are there using the track, they kind of know what they know what they're in for um, as far as like what you're going to be doing. And, you know, you don't want to be just like blowing right past them and having them be startled or caught off guard. So you always want to ask ahead of time. I know I've had to do that before where I ask, hey, do you mind if you move out to this lane or that lane or, or hey, I'm going to be in this lane, kind of giving them that heads up. Like I'm going to be in this lane just so you know. Um, and they're usually super, you know, happy to have been notified, I think, rather than to be um, have that be a surprise to them. Yeah. So another thing that comes up, you know, with the track, um, thinking more of like competitively, like let's say you're outside, you're on a run, um, and you're out there and you're doing a a run an easy run or you're just bored. Um, is it okay to just like pick people and just be like, I'm going to pass this person. Um, I, I just, I just feel like being competitive with them today or, um, how, like, when does that ever become socially acceptable? Uh, cause I know this is something that, that happens to people and it, it's happened to me before. Um, and let's say you do get passed, like, for example, um, let's say you get passed by someone and you're like, Hey, why is this person passing me? Um, is it okay to like get aggressive and like go after them or like go try to keep up with them and be like, Hey, what are you training for? Or like, what, what's like the... 
the scenario there. Like, let's say you're just cruising along on an easy run. Someone blows by you, but you feel like you could, you know, you could speed up and keep up with them a little bit. Um, do you ever just like start a convo there or what's etiquette? Yeah, th- this is a good one. Cause I feel like there's, you know, there's many answers to the question and each situation might be different. I've definitely been, been one to engage with other runners who are out, um, running kind of a similar pace, you know, either I'll speed up to run with them or they'll slow down or run with, or I'll slow down to run with them. And then we can kind of get chatting about like kind of what they're, if they're training for anything. So, um, as far as like being past, I guess I've never really been past and then like had the person, um, and then had to, I guess, had to pass the person like a little bit later. It's typically like they're, they're doing a workout. And so, you know, cause think about it, if they're passing me, they're going sub seven minute pace. So they're probably sustaining it for a certain point. Um, or they're going to like make a turn like right after. So I don't luckily have to deal with trying to figure out, should I go after and pass them? But um, you know, there's some days where you definitely sense like, okay, the reason they're passing me is because they are ch- trying to challenge themselves. Right. And so that's cool. Like whatever, I'll let them have their day. Um, and I'll set my ego aside. I don't feel the need to like run up and pass them. Um, but you know, there are those times where it's like, okay, well, it'd be fun to kind of see what they're up to. So you might just pick it up and then I might just ask them a question or something. I'm, I'm never going to just like blow by them though, after they blew by me and like not say anything. I feel like that's a little, that's a little, uh, strange, a little harsh. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, definitely not like repassing someone right after they pass you. That would be really weird. Um, but I do think, you know, there, there might be a situation where you're like, someone passed you and like you were on your like recovery of your interval or like something really awkward like you just started a run and like you were going so slow your first mile and then all of a sudden like like someone passed you and they're only going a little bit faster than you and you're finally like in the groove of your run and you're like oh shoot uh I I need to pass them because like I'm picking up the pace and I'm coming up on them and this is awkward and so I think in that case where maybe like you're going about the same speed and like you're gonna repass someone or something happened to me where someone passed me and they didn't really like make a huge, um, gain on me, um, in, in a mile. So I knew we were going about the same pace. Um, and then there was like a hill and, um, yeah, like I was going a little bit faster than him on the hill, but I didn't want to like pass him cause they didn't want him to think like I was getting aggressive. So I just kind of like dialed it back a little bit and then just kind of s- was thinking about what was happening. And then finally I was like, okay, this is, this is getting weird. Like I just need to come up and, and chat a little bit. Um, and then pass him like when I felt like it was appropriate, but I do think it's really weird when you have to like repass someone that passed you. Um, cause really you don't know the situation that they were in and they don't know the situation you're in. So sometimes I think it does make sense to kind of stop and chat and I do know sometimes like someone is running literally the exact same pace as you um that's happened to me a couple of times like at the lakes where I'm like okay this is getting weird like I followed this person this entire lake and then like we go to the same next lake together and I'm like okay we're going the same pace like we're the same and so you just kind of like have a little quick chat um ask them what they're training for and then I feel like it naturally just kind of like breaks itself off somehow. Like maybe you'll go in a different direction if it's really bugging you or maybe they're slowing down. Maybe you're speeding up, uh, vice versa, whatever it may be. So that's kind of when it comes to training runs and all that stuff. Uh, 
What about like races? So etiquette in a race, um, I think is, is a huge thing. No one really talks about this. Uh, starting lines, right? So I know you're someone that, that tends to, you know, win races occasionally, like if they're small enough or, you know, you place top 20 in, at bigger races. Um, where should you start in a start line versus, you know, like someone who's trying to run 30 minutes or 20 minutes, uh, where do we line up, um, in relation to, you know, the times you're running, where should most people line up in a starting line? Where should you avoid lining up? Um, those sort of things. Yeah, this is a good question. Um, I typically a smaller race, I'll line up right on the the line. Um, and then if it's a bigger race where I know there's quite a few runners and I don't even have a chance to be, you know, top, top 15 or whatever, I'll just line up kind of like two or three rows back. Like I'm, I'll just be towards the front, but I don't need to be anywhere like near the line. So, um, and sometimes I even go back further than that. If I think it's a race, like a, like a shorter distance race where people are just going to go out way too fast, like a 5k. Um, so you know, typically figuring out where to start, that, that definitely can be difficult, I guess, if you feel like you're more of a middle-of-the-pack runner, right? Like you don't want to be too far back and have to weave through people, but you don't want to be getting passed by a ton of people either. And, um, you know, I would say a lot of people tend to go out really fast during races, especially maybe the less experienced they are. So it's probably okay to line up a little bit further back than what you might think you should. Um, so just kind of, be, you know, and this is hard because you're judging runners, right, by just looking at them and, like, trying to figure out, like, where should I be? Um, where should I go? And sometimes I'll just start dialogue with people, especially at a small race. Like, I want to know, like, am I going to be kind of out there by myself or is someone going to be kind of pushing me? And, like, will I have someone to gauge pace off of? So I'll ask people around, like, what they're kind of – their goal is for the day or what pace they're trying to target for the first mile, stuff like that. So that's a good way you could kind of engage and meet other runners and just ask the people around you, um, you know, what, what they're hoping to do for the, for the day. Yeah. I think that's some really good advice. Um, I'm just going to like kind of, kind of rant for a second here. So I, I'm not like Jason. I don't line up at the start line. I have never literally started on the start line. That's what you do. Um, cause you're that fast, right? So I feel like you don't really know what goes on a little bit further back. So it can get a little dangerous, right? So I am typically someone, you know, if I'm running a 5K, it's in like the low 19s. Uh, so that's where I line up. If we're doing a really big race, uh, there's a big torchlight one. Um, this seems to be one that is a reoccurring issue. I'm not sure why. I think it's because it's so big, right? So I kind of know where I should go, right? Like I know the runners that I need to stand next to, just like you know where to go. Um, I'm in the right spot always, right? So then uh, the gun goes off. Um, most people should be running, you know, at their pace, getting up into pace. Uh, it can be really scary when there are literally thousands, hundreds of people and hundreds of them are all running 6.30 or faster pace. Like, I mean, the six-minute pace and then you are like the lone soul or there's like three of you running like nine minute pace and you're like, you're, you're scuffled in and you don't, you're not, you're not running the same pace as everyone else. So it's like a stampede, right? So if you can't keep the pace of the people that you're around, that's dangerous. And I have seen people get stomped on and pushed over when they're not lined in the correct race. And that, I mean, it typically only is really happening in a 5k just because I think, I don't know, but for whatever reason, I have seen people fall to the ground because it's just, it's too fast. It's there. They were in the wrong area. Um, and it can just be outright dangerous. Um, and then, you know, if someone's falling, then it's like, oh my gosh, like, what do we do? Like, let, let's help them up, whatever. 
But, um, yeah, I just think it, it's, it's, it can be dangerous. And same goes for, like, young kids, right? So I think mm-hmm. you have that experience where, you know, you're at the start of the line and, like, there's a bunch of, you know, little kids. Um, that's fine, I guess, um, at, a, at a smaller race. But I don't think it's, like, appropriate, like, it, for you to go up to, like, the very start of the line and just kind of, like, stand there and block people who are planning on running, you know, like, a six-minute pace um, just because – like danger wise again mm-hmm. it's the speed of traffic thing. so it's the same reason why they usually make people with strollers go to the back even if they're fast it's just like they just assume oh stroller runners are slow um even though obviously it's not the case but i think it's just really important to know that if you're not planning on running like under a six minute pace like you should not be able to even see the start line i mean really because <laughs> it can get dangerous and I've seen people like literally push other people down. I'm not saying I would do that. I'm not saying anyone should do that, but I'm just saying like sometimes when you're packed in like sardines, that's just kind of like what ends up happening. Um, even up at grandma's half marathon, you know, uh, one year I ran it when I was pregnant. So the other years when I was doing the half, I don't think it was as big of a deal when you're up there in like the 130 range or faster. Um, most people don't really go up that close unless they're really fast. Uh, but I, I started around like the one, 150 group, 145. Um, there were like people who were like walking near there. Um, so I think again, it's just really important to make sure you're, you're starting in the right place. So if, if you're planning on walking, go to the back, um, those sort of things, just because it's harder for runners who are trying to, you know, hit their goal when they're like weaving in and out of, um, other athletes. And just like, again, the danger thing, um, if you're, if you're walking and, and people are coming up on you, like, uh, you know, 10 minutes per mile faster, it, it, it can get um, a little dangerous. Uh, so another thing when it comes to races, uh, bathrooms, water stops, uh, what is the etiquette there, if any? Yeah, um, you know, there's been times where um, at races, you know, when there's like corral starts and stuff like that, I think, I think, um, you know, you might have seen or witnessed people come up and like try to uh, budget line, right? Cause they know that corral is going to start. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that can be, that can kind of be a dicey situation. I think it would, that would really depend on like how many people are in line. Um, how many people like are witnessing it happen? Cause if, if not many people see it and it's really only you and one other person, like, sure, you can let that happen. I think that's a nice gesture, understanding that someone's race is really about to start. And, um, but I don't think you should just feel entitled, like, Oh, I get to go and budget the line cause my race is next. Um, and I know that's tough. And, um, you know, I guess part of that is just like the the way you like plan your morning and figure out like, I don't know where, where do you use the bathroom and all that, but, um, bathrooms can be tough. I know, um, you know, especially if it's during the race, you have to stop. Sometimes you might, you're, you're going to have to wait. And, um, for water stops, this is where, you know, I've personally, I've made a mistake cause I've ran with a friend or two and I've kind of cut them off trying to get to a water stop. And so you got to be really mindful of like your, you know, your tangent that you take to run to the water stop. And then also like, um, who might already be there? Um, who's coming up behind you, that sort of thing. Kind of like who in your group maybe wants water versus who doesn't. Cause not everyone is going to stop at each stop. So start planning ahead of the, on those and start thinking about like moving over further or separating yourself from the group, like getting ahead of them or dropping back behind them slightly to make sure that you can safely get over grab the cup. Um, and then sometimes too, there's other like volunteers there who are just like finishing, giving the cup to somebody else. So you just got to be careful not to like run into anybody. 
Yeah, I think water stops super important to be careful not to, to bump in anyone. Uh, depending on what pace you're going, some people might walk through the water stop. Some people might be running. Your job is just to, like, not, not touch anyone, don't hit anyone, um, don't take anyone's water. Just uh, be cautious and be courteous to other runners. Uh, that's pretty much the, the main thing there. Um, and then the next thing that happens during races occasionally is, you know, you get the opportunity to pass um, other runners um, or they pass you. Kind of what is the etiquette in terms of passing during a race? Uh, do you encourage people? Do you say nothing? Um, what do you do? Yeah, this is a good one. I think, um, you know, it'll kind of depend on what point of the race because early on there might be a lot of shifting happening with with people getting past and stuff, people getting um, kind of settled into their pace. I know for me, like once the race gets gets going after a while, like there's not a ton of passing that happens. Um, mm-hmm. And so if, if it gets to the point where it's just like one or two people here and there, then um, it depends. I guess it really depends on like the – what the race distance is like a 5k or less like there might not be you might not want to talk right because it's harder on you aerobically um if it's a marathon you might be more willing to you know expend the energy and say say good job or nice work or a great pace or whatever or stick with me for a couple miles that sort of thing giving that encouragement i think can go a long way i definitely think it's more you know more more um, natural to do that in the longer races um for a 5k you know there's been times where you come up to someone in the last mile and i think giving them that encouragement can can help both of you or um you know at least show that you are showing the respect to them as well um but yeah there's been races where i have passed people pretty convincingly just because they've you know they've ran a different race plan or whatever they're running out of gas and so you know you want to make sure that um that they're running straight and that you, you know, you can get around them safely as well without, without hitting them. Yeah, definitely. There's been a few situations where, you know, you're in a 5k, like you're pretty much out of breath at that point, right? Like the last 801 mile, uh, there's not a lot of the words to get out. So, I mean, you don't want to like compromise your race by being like, Oh, great job. You can do it. Um, maybe like that's more of something at the finish line, right? So if you see the person at the finish line, you kind of just pat on the back, tell them good job, whatever. Be like, that was awesome. Like nice work out there, whatever. So like if I pass someone in the last 800 meters of a 5k, um, and it's, it's a decent small enough race where like, I'm going to probably be able to spot them when they finish. I might kind of like wait for them. And then I think like the proper thing to do is just kind of like pat them on the back or like say, like nice work or whatever just like acknowledging like you were out there with them they helped you run faster um you you weren't being weird about it I always kind of appreciate it when people do that for me because like I'll finish a race I'll be like dead and then like the person who maybe passed me uh, is right there and they're like oh awesome you did awesome and I'm like I did oh thanks (laughs) like I thought like you blew by me and I was doing terrible but it just shows that they're like appreciating um, that you were out there giving it your all. Because uh, I think people do use other people at the end of a race to, you know, say, okay, I'm going to pass this person and it's going to help me finish stronger. So if you do do that to someone during a race and you are able to say something nice to them, um, I think that's that's appropriate. Um, I think if you're, it, in the longer races, like you were saying, um, if you have the energy or, you know, I always think those out and back races, uh, like the five mile that we do, um, it's typically the leaders are like passing, it's like an out and back. So the leaders are usually 
what am I at? Like mile two of a five mile race. So I, I tend to cheer for uh, them as they're making their way um, back to the finish line. So they're at mile, what the 5k. Um, cause you know, I'm still in the beginning miles and it's just, it's nice, I think to, to show you're kind of paying attention, but I definitely would not expect them to say anything to me just because, you know, they're further along into their race. Um, and obviously maybe cause they're going faster than me. I'm not really sure, but I think that that's, that's nice. And that's always nice to hear when you're on the other side of that. Um, and I hear people cheer for me or if they, especially if you know people who are running the race, right? So obviously like whenever we do that race, I know you, I know Ben, um, maybe I know a couple other people that are ahead of me. So it's nice to maybe like call out those people if you know them. Um, and then the same can be said for when it's your turn, right? Like someone might recognize you in the line of runners and be like, Oh, good job, Victoria. Um, and so that always feels good when you're kind of like in the home stretch and someone says something nice to you. Um, but also I think when you're passing someone, in a race, especially if you know them, um, it's, it's usually like good to say something like, especially if you're really competitive with them. Um, like, and it's a race where you're not in the anaerobic zone, like you're at the very end. Like, how do you, cause I mean, maybe guys are different, but anytime like Alicia or Elena, like pass me at the end of the race, they'll usually be like, come on, like, you can do it or like stick with me or I don't know, whatever they say. Uh, but they like acknowledge <laughs> that they're, um, passing me usually, unless it's like a 5k and sometimes like we don't, um, until the end. But like, do guys do that or do you just kind of like wait till you finish sort of thing? Yeah. I think it depends on your relationship with the guy. Like if you know them, um, you're likely to say something just like you got this or, um, let's go or let's finish yeah. something like that. Just something short that acknowledges them rather than just like, blowing by them and being silent but uh you know if it's someone you don't even like really know or you might know of them but you never really talk yeah. to them i think that that's that's fine yeah. um but that's a good opportunity maybe after the race to go over and and say something to them um but yeah i think it would just depend uh, you know we understand you're you're out there you're you're tired you're not going to like start up a conversation and plus you're just you're going different paces at that point because you're passing them so but i think a nice little acknowledgement or even like a, a half a head turn and a wave that sort of thing just so that they can kind of see that because i think it's normal for a runner to look who it is that's passing mm-hmm. you and so they're going to mm-hmm. see you for sure yeah i always feel like that's really tough when when someone passes you and like you know who they are and they're, you're like oh they're watching me blow up or like oh they're having such a better race than me like how embarrassing or I hope they don't think I'm like dying, um, or those sort of things. But yeah, another thing that that's coming to mind now that we're talking about this and it's getting me thinking about all these races and everything and doing races with other people, um, maybe like me and you, or, you know, if my parents are at a race or like our friends are at a race, um, at the finish line, let's say like you're done talking, um, what is like the runner's etiquette when it comes to talking about your race? Like how much should you talk about your race and like in what detail, especially if like other people did the race with you kind of what is is there like a limit to how much you can talk about your race or what's uh what's the situation there yeah i think there is i think you typically want to give a a short summary like either what your paces were um or what your overall time was compared to like what your goal was going into it um or you can share one quick thing about like at what point did you feel strong but then you want to flip it and and ask them a question about their race just to kind of show your interest and, and show that, you know, you weren't the only one out there and it's not just you're running that matters. 
Yeah, definitely. There's so, so much that can go here. Uh, but I think it's really funny because the fastest runners I know, like who will finish like Matt Bomeister or like Ben Sathray, like the people that are like winning these races, right. Or getting top five, um, super fast runners. You tell them like, good job and stuff. And they're like, don't talk about the race at all. And you're like, how was it? And they're like, ah, yes, it was all right. And you're like, what? They're like, are so quiet about it. And they're so like modest. And so I think we can all kind of take a page out of, you know, their book. Like, you don't have to give like a total like play by play by play recap because I think sometimes when people are like asking like how'd your race go, um, they're more just like I don't know they're not asking for like a complete summary of like every little mile. So unless like you have like a really cool story or something, um, maybe just keep it keep it a little shorter and just kind of um, talk about something that maybe you guys all have in common. Like oh gosh, five kids are so hard or whatever. Or maybe asking them like about future upcoming races, whatever. Because um, sometimes people don't necessarily want to talk about their race or they don't want to hear about how great your race went when they had a really tough race. Um, so there's just a lot of like dynamics that kind of go there. So I think just acknowledging each other's races and then not getting into too much detail, um, especially if you had a really good race and someone next to you didn't, you don't need to, you know, rub it in or vice versa. So I hope that this was useful. It was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. I guess there's a lot of stuff to touch on when it comes to runner's etiquette. So hopefully, maybe you guys just nodded along or maybe you learned a thing or two, but this was a very interesting topic that we wanted to cover. So if you ever have any questions or you want to work with a coach, um, we have a free seven-day trial that you can get started with and connected with a coach who can help take your training to the next level. If you go to runforprs.co, fill out the form on our website, we can get you set up with a coach and get started today. So thanks for tuning in.